five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Light Force, the voice you hear each and every week, coming back to you again this week, including live on Twitch for those of you who tuned in. We didn't know if we'd actually stream live. Originally, we thought, ah, you know, the Vancouver Titans didn't play and, you know, they're not going to be playing again this week. So ah, let's just record a normal podcast. But these are not normal times. I am joined virtually, as always, by Sam, at another Sam Chan, who's apparently offering drops, as well as on the Adoni Strife. And uh, gentlemen, what a week it has been. Uh, before we get into the week that was for the Vancouver Titans, uh, what have you been up to? Well, not much, considering the fact that uh, the most outgoing i've been is just going up to my balcony and uh, <laughs> drinking coffee outside that's uh, the, the weather has been nice though so that's good it has and you know i mean for for those that don't understand um for us who live in vancouver we're accustomed to this transition in the spring when the weather improves to just get outside go everywhere because yeah. we've been suffering through rain and, and miserable weather throughout the winter so this spring has been you know, doubly tough because we can't go outside. We can't go and explore. Well, we can, but we're not supposed to. I like how you mentioned like normal times. Remember how in normal times, our biggest concern was just getting uh, froster cups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those collecting are the, the entire set. <laughs> yeah. We had to go to, I had to go to mission to get one of those. Cups. <laughs> now I go to mission. To get brutal. Brutal. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. Yeah. Froster cups were previously the hot commodity. Now it's toilet paper and hand sanitizer. <laughs> Crazy. The, the world we live in. Um, we did, as a, a group, get together and uh, play a little Overwatch uh, last week on Friday. Team RSP took on Timberland Concepts, and I would be remiss not to mention that uh, Team RSP uh, got beat down six times over. We did win the Torb match, so as far as I'm concerned, that means we're the best yeah. team. We won 7-6. I will say that of the three of us, I'm the only one here that's undefeated. <laughs> yeah, that's true, because when you have a 0-0 record, I mean... How, be how much better can you get than that? Um, I, I think it's important to point out that the uh, team we went up against, this is a group of guys that play like every night, and if not every night, every few nights together as a group, whereas Team RSP was built in like a handful of days with me saying, hey, who wants to play Overwatch? Let's all get together. And I believe we had two people sub in on Elena and then, uh, you know, friend of the show, Scrum and I, they subbed in, you know, late in the game on Friday. So our, our practice and ability to organize was like in game. Hey, who wants to play what? And, uh, as those who might've tuned into the stream watched, uh, they couldn't, uh, <laughs> they couldn't actually see me play a whole lot of Reinhardt, which is a shame because everyone knows I'm a sub bronze Rhine. I mean, we got better as the games went along, to be honest. It started out awful. This is, this could is you get worse? Oh, yeah, we could have lost the Torb match. Of course, of course. The Mad Torb match where turrets were still permitted and you didn't actually have to use your hammer to get kills. So. I mean, I mean, if you want to go back and rewatch, I think the VOD's still on our Twitch, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah, is. I watched it a little bit. It is. In fact, so, I might be pushing it out to YouTube. So it'll there be there you for go. Posterity. Anyhow, gentlemen, uh, it has been a week. Uh, we are going uh, to get into the mix here uh, with everything that's been going on uh, in the world of the Vancouver Titans. Um, we're not the first to explore this topic. Uh, there have been other content creators, other podcasts. Uh, uh, competitive Overwatch Reddit is just going into overdrive. But the one thing that we've been able to do is we've actually been able to talk uh, to uh, someone within the organization. So we have some uh, insight that we can share um, that we only got today. So the entire period of the payload, we're going to be talking about the Jews. And I'm not necessarily going to spill any Jews. Maybe we will. We don't know. Um, but that's what we're going to focus on. We're also going to provide, for those tuning into the live stream, a special Q&A. So if you have questions, save them for that point in time. Myself, Sam, and Omni will do our best to address them based on the, the information that we have access to, but also, you know, to provide you our opinions on the matter. And then we'll dive into the regularly scheduled episode where we get into the fray, and that's where we're going to talk a little bit about the Overwatch League, the game itself, before winding up our show. So, without further ado, let's go directly into the payload. Moving the payload! Join me! Well, as we all know, the Vancouver Titans did not play last week. Uh, we were kind of surprised uh, by that uh, development uh, in our last episode. Uh, and there was, at that point, rumors of possible discontent. I mean, if we rewind two weeks previous, the Vancouver Titans did not look good over the course of a weekend. And uh, last year's uh, you know, Rookie of the Year in Hawksall did not play. Little did we know that uh, two weeks ago, the occurrence and then what we saw the previous week was uh, small potatoes in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> so let's just give a quick Bring recap on everything that it is that we know when it comes to at least uh, the Vancouver Titans. And I'm actually going to give a call out here to friends of the show, Katrina, um, who is, you know, Without a doubt, the Vancouver Titans team mom, you'll see her in Titans Cord and, and RSP Cord uh, quite regularly, but she summarized this um, the best I've seen. So, Hacksaw got benched. We're not entirely sure why. He obviously um, got benched, though, didn't get into any action, and the Vancouver Titans definitely missed his presence, at least from what we could tell from the way we saw the team play. We then started to see players remove Titans from their name in Discord. Uh, Slime, Twilight, Stitch, Summons, who all removed Titans from their names, so they just became their, their handles. And then we got to notice that uh, Anthony Morocco, who is or was the general manager of the Vancouver Titans in Seattle Surge, uh, he announced on Twitter that he was leaving the team uh, for personal reasons. And to sort of summarize the two tweets that he had shared is that due to personal reasons and family complications associated with COVID-19, um, he was leaving Canuck Sports and Entertainment, who is the ownership uh, group of the Vancouver Titans. And I know that kind of gets uh, confused sometimes. It is not Luminosity that owns the Vancouver Titans. It is the Canucks Sports and Entertainment and uh, by sort of extension, the Aquilini family. Now, he does go on to say that it wasn't a, an easy decision for him to make and that he was going to be misworking in both Overwatch as well as the Call of Duty League, um, but uh, he was moving on. So, if we're recapping so far, we've got some interesting sort of coaching decisions is what we thought. We've seen some adjustments to player names in Discord, and then a GM leaves. 
This takes us into this past weekend. Uh, Ryu Jae-hong said uh, that he is going through a tough time right now. And a tough enough time that you had a team like the Seoul Dynasty reaching out to them and saying, hey, is, there, is everything okay? Can we help you? And then we had Haxall on, on Instagram reply to a, a request for him to come back to say that he cannot, which again, doesn't really provide any insight as to what's going on, just that he can't. But then he removes everything to do with the Vancouver Titans from his Twitter bio. And that has subsequently happened with each and every player. Uh, the players have removed the Vancouver Titans references in their bio. They've removed references to the Vancouver Titans uh, graphics within a, a Twitter profile, a Twitter header. Um, we've seen uh, Instagram and other social media platforms adjust. And I believe uh, as of today, and I have not gone and dug into deeper into this, Slime no longer follows the Vancouver Titans Twitter account, which again, is next level investigation by a, a fan base, us, that is not only deeply invested in this team, but really looking for answers. And throughout all of this, we haven't heard a whole lot from the organization. So here we are. There is smoke. Quite clearly, there is something going on. And I don't think that's anything that should be new to anyone else. So what is it that we actually know? Well, I'm actually going to go and, and reference uh, a couple messages that we got from the organization uh, within uh, Titans Chord. So this is, again, is it's quite visible. It's public knowledge. Uh, so we had a response from Ryan Nicholas. Ryan Nicholas, for those that don't know, um, has previously talked to us here at, uh, at Ready, Set, Pwn, and he is the senior director for, I believe, uh, content and marketing for the for the Canucks, the Vancouver Canucks hockey team. But he is involved uh, within the esports the e realm, and uh, he has engaged uh, in, in Titans Court. And I want to applaud Ryan. I mean, it's it is difficult for him to be coming in and engaging, but he's providing some level of context. Now, to summarize his his reply is, is he addressed that there is some frustration and concern based on everything that's going on. Um, he shared that he wasn't privy to, to anything that might be happening on the player personnel side at the time and that there isn't anything that he could share. Um, he also conceded that there's been a number of logistical challenges related to, to COVID-19, which I think, again, is, is news to, to pretty much no one at this point. And he also acknowledged that uh, the transition of Anthony out as GM made things a little more complicated. And that was it. That was a, a message that we had received back on the 18th. That was over the course of the weekend. And then again, there was nothing outside of a scheduled tweet, which was unfortunate through uh, official Twitter. Things happen. Unfortunately, just poor timing. That leads us into today. And over the course of the weekend, a lot of people have come into Vancouver Titans Discord looking for information. I can't tell you the number of times I've seen someone ask in, in Discord, hey guys, what's going on with Vancouver Titans? Have you read this on Reddit? Have you watched uh, uh, Tactical Crouch? Have you seen this? And I mean, it's, it's people that maybe aren't as invested in the Vancouver Titans as some of the other fans are. It's people who are invested in other teams who are, are just, you know, loving the fact that the Vancouver Titans are, are going through some issues. And... I finally had sort of had enough. I myself started talking about it from a perspective of this feels to me like it's a divorce. 
It is a divorce between two parties, uh, uh, let's say uh, two parents, uh, players or an organization. And I'm not suggesting that this is truly a divorce, but it just sort of feels that way. And we as fans are kids. And unfortunately with a divorce, there are two sides to an argument. Uh, there's two sides to a situation. It is not a good thing to go through, but sometimes it is a necessary thing to go through. But no one wins. And as the kids, we, the fans, we're impacted the most. And we're sort of in this position where we don't know what's going on. We can't even uh, get that insight from from the team and it is difficult. So my approach has been to talk about this being uh, not all on the organization, but I can see the organization. And when I talk about that, I'm talking about sort of the Vancouver Titans as a whole, not an individual person, have not done the best job at, you know, having that line of communication open. So I reached out. I actually reached out to Alfred Devera, who's joined us previously on the podcast. Uh, and he got me in touch with uh, Ryan Nicholas today, and he and I chatted. So I can officially tell you, based on that conversation, a few things. First and foremost, Ryan reiterated that the Titans will be providing more clarity and more insight soon. That's actually something that, that Ryan addressed as well within Discord. He also outlined that there have been challenges with the team set up in Korea. And again, that's not anything new. But what we do know, and again, if you listen to our podcast and you follow Race at Pwn, the Vancouver Titans were going above and beyond to try to set this team up for success here in Vancouver. They had a top-notch facility. They had a premier, you know, essentially sports program and facility in a Fortia Center and a Domacy Sports set up to help give the players uh, an opportunity to be the best that they can be. And if you listen to the previous episodes, Alfred himself said, we want these players to have this opportunity to take that next step. We don't want to set them up simply to succeed and win today. We want them to be better at everything when that future were to occur. All of this structure was in place, and he had mentioned that the plan was originally to have the team based here in Vancouver, and that's where they would operate from. Unfortunately, that did not work out. The players themselves had asked, can we go back to Korea? And while the team was not under any obligation to make that happen, they elected to do so again because they, they wanted to support their players. And I get it. I mean, we talked about this on previous episodes. Um, these are, uh, you know, young kids, young adults who are away from home in a very uncertain period of time. I think if I was in their position, I'd probably want to go home too. And unfortunately, in, in leaving the structure that existed here in Vancouver, going back to Korea presented new logistical challenges. That being the actual setup, having a, a singular place for the team to go and a, a singular place for them to play. I specifically asked that. Is there a, a team house and will there be sort of a, a, a central place for the team to play? Um, and if not, is there plans to have one set up? And, and Ryan conceded that there isn't at this time and there have been challenges as a result of that. The other question that I had asked uh, as well, straight up, was about, you know, the GM. We saw Anthony transition and right now there's a lot going on. There is this disconnect with us as a community and how the information will flow through. Uh, and he had explained that there are plans to... Uh, have uh, an opportunity for someone to fill that role. And uh, those plans are, are currently being worked out. And I, I get that. I mean, if, if the decision of Anthony to depart uh, happens suddenly, um, it's not like you simply go and find the next person, especially in the, the current time and era that we, we live in. And, and from there, the other thing that he had mentioned um, is that we will be hearing from the team soon. 
Now, I joked with him about this soon. Like, we record Tuesday night, where our episode goes live on Wednesday, and podcast lore suggests that uh, if we don't hear now, we're going to hear uh, Wednesday afternoon. And he laughed at that. Well, it is Tuesday night we're recording, and uh, we haven't heard anything. So I'm going to suggest that, as per podcast lore, we're probably going to hear more about what's going on in the world of the Vancouver Titans uh, this week. And you know, with our luck, it'll be like 12.01, one minute after our, our episode goes live. So, I know that's been a long-winded explanation, but that's what it is we know. Um, we do have insight. I've been able to go and speak to someone from the organization. Um, I am giving you their name because they are willing to provide that. And that's something I want to make very clear. There are a lot of content creators out there and a lot of people within social media that are talking about their sources. And I respect that not all sources are able to, to go online. But it's also important to understand that in this particular scenario, uh, we have someone who has, and, and I'm sharing again what he was, was able to provide. I know it's not going to satiate um, everyone's appetite for information, and I know more will follow, but I can assure you we at Ready, Set, Pwn uh, will be looking to get that to you as soon as possible. In fact, we have you know may need to provide a, a special episode to dive into anything that might break or anything that comes our way. <clears throat> so... That's enough of me talking. Uh, let me pass it over to you, gentlemen. First and foremost, any any initial thoughts on everything that's going on right now, um, or opinions that you you'd like to express in in uh, relation to all the information that we've we've seen over the past uh, past week, past few days. I think my connection to the stream just died from the abundance of information. I had to rejoin really quickly. Yeah, it's a very complicated issue. I I didn't think we'd have to. Um, discuss something like that or potentially something devastating to the team as we know it, mm -hmm. uh, as it is right now. But it, why is it so complicated? Because in my eyes, this whole salad or this amalgamation of, of, of uh, you know, lack of information is involving five parties really attached to this Titans team. You have the Canucks side, right? The ownership of the Aquilini group. You have Luminosity, which is charged with managing this entire ship. You have the, the core of players originating from Runaway. You have Owl, right? Overwatch League itself, who who is still the owner of, of the franchise itself. And you have COVID, which is another factor. So we don't really know enough enough to mm -hmm. put the blame solely on anyone. And that's like the first reflex. That's the first knee-jerk uh, reaction that you want. Except for COVID. I mean, screw that, that thing uh, in particular. But... If you had told me in the past that the most probable player to finish the season with the Titans is Fisher, I'd say your trolling is uh, weak at best. But it, it certainly seems that way right now. There's no stability. I'm hoping for the best, but honestly, I'm mentally preparing for the worst. You, you don't see stuff like that happen. You'd see sometimes a player just go out of lines. Uh, you hear drama about stuff like that. But this is unprecedented where an entire team... You, you don't just, you know, remove all your uh, associations with a team by mistake. You don't do that. And, and today mm -hmm. we saw that even the coaching team did, did just that. Um, it's, it's very unfortunate. Um, yeah, the stuff we hear is pieces of the best. So um, I have a lot of opinions, a lot of things I want to say, but I don't want to do that uh, as of yet. I'm just really sad and and i want to reach out to the fans and to this entire amazing community that 
Uh, we are here for you guys. And, and if you have Q&A, obviously, so this is also like a support group right now. <laughs> uh, if you just, just need some some comforting and like uh, someone to, to uh, reassure you that everything's going to be okay. It's not going to be me, but it's probably these two guys who can do that. <laughs> I don't think that Q&A really section brought to you by yeah, Zuckerman yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what I think about this uh, thing. And uh, I think it's we're due for a bumpy ride. It's still not not done yet. Mm-hmm. Out of curiosity, what do you guys consider worst case scenario? I, I noticed Omni said prepare for the worst. What, right. what would be the worst for you? And this is this is not even speculation. It's just, you know, in our deepest fears, what what are you guys worried about? The worst and unprobable scenario, like the, by far the worst, is that uh, next year we will uh, introduce the Memphis Titans to the... Okay. <laughs> That's that is offside, and for those that yeah. don't get the the correlation, Ooh, that is an NBA reference. I didn't yeah. even think that far. That's the more probable outcome is just losing this amazing core of how we always say, you know, a top three players in like three, four positions out of five, and and having to fully rebuild the team and and just fighting for scraps right now in a situation that's so dire in terms of applying for visas or, or, or any sort of viable travel. Uh, I'm, I'm not like jealous of the situation that this team is now uh, being tangled in. Uh, I mean, we, we, I, I'm saying that we haven't seen stuff like this before, but now that hindsight is, hindsight is obviously 2020 and we did have some weird uh, uh, red flags popping up like the rumors about Titans trying to shop Haxel and the fact that they did tra- trade away Bumper, who seemingly was the leader in the face of the franchise. We now see that uh, there might be uh, stuff we didn't, we didn't really uh, know about or, or how deep this this uh, little uh, tunnel of, 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 of nightmares goes. So uh, honestly, the worst case scenario is, like I said, just losing this team as we know it. Mm-hmm. So actually, if I can answer that question, I mean, worst case scenario is the Vancouver Titans are done. I mean, I, I, from a perspective of of a podcast that follows the Vancouver Titans, but just as a Vancouver Titans fan, if what we have heard is true, and the Vancouver Titans have had such a a, a fracture in a relationship between sort of the organization and the players, and and that's that. I, the situation that we're in with the times uh, as they are, I mean, what's not to suggest that the, the pulling of the plug is possible. Now I want to point out, I'm not suggesting that I actually know something. And I, I, I feel based on my conversation that I had with Ryan, that that is not the case, but I mean, let's be honest. If we were talking about worst case scenario outside of moving to Memphis, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that if the Vancouver Titans were done, plug is pulled, that would be the worst, right? Yep. So, but well, again, I don't know the, the the Memphis thing. I didn't even think about that. That that might be worse than losing <laughs> uh, the Titans altogether. You know, revisionist history. Yeah, that that's pretty bad. But I think I think like and again to to preface this, this isn't this isn't us rumor mongering or anything. No. But we're 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 talking feelings now, right? Like that's what you guys are here for. Is, is we're talking feelings. Is if we scale back that and it's like okay, the team stays, but we lose the players. Is that? are we still cheering for the Vancouver Titans if, if they're no longer, you know, the, the people that we know and have come to love. And then we scale it back from there. And what if it's not the whole roster, it's some of the roster or it's the coaching staff or, or it's different people that we've, you know, as a community, we've, we've all, you know, 
eventually built relationships with over this you know short period of time and i think that's that's my way of of coping with this whole situation is like i think we're beyond the point where we can just deny that there's damage damage is not just been done it's it's doing it's it presently happening right and and i think i think as as fans as a supporter group like we we kind of have to brace ourselves that that there will be changes in one form or another what those changes are i don't i don't know mm-hmm. um but in my mind and how i've been getting through the past week is just going it's like okay well what's the worst case scenario what do we scale back from that what if what if it's this what if it's that and you know i don't want to you know give these clips for all you guys watching on on twitch to just pull that out and throw it on cow but 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 like that's how i've been i've been coping with the situation is like okay well is there still overwatch if there's still overwatch mm-hmm. then there's still something that you know we as we as we as a podcast we, we can still talk about yeah. but i think i think it's been tough for me like i shared with chris off stream like like i haven't been able to play much overwatch i haven't been able to watch much overwatch every time i bloody go on i see those titan skins and then there's a little part of me that just dies a little bit mm. uh, so so you know to answer your very first question a lot of animal crossing a lot of staring at walls no reading whatsoever unfortunately i should actually do something more productive with my time i think is my self-reflection but but yeah i think i think that's where we are and because there are no matches this weekend you promised a list i will make sure to get us a list before the end of this episode so make sure you stay tuned for that so the you know and i again we've probably been clipped we're already on our cow um <laughs> vancouver tanks are done we don't we don't know um and that's not us sort of sitting on juice that we don't wish to spill. Trust me, if I knew and I could speak for certain, this is what's happening. That's what we provide. But what we do know and what we are able to go and do is provide context that, that others might not be able to. Um, I did also miss one point that to Ryan addressed. Cause I asked him about scheduling. I had asked about the fact that the Vancouver Titans didn't play last week. They also didn't play again this week. When might we expect them to return to play? And was that decision simply, you know, the scheduling with the Overwatch League? Is there more to it? Cause we've seen other teams like Seoul. They've announced that they will be coming back to the Overwatch League play once they go through, uh, you know, quarantine period in, in, in Seoul, uh, Spitfire, you know, same, same sort of thing. They've since returned, uh, NYXL, similar situation. So we're, we're obviously seeing, you know, teams sit out and there wasn't an announcement for Vancouver. So his response was that it was mutually agreed upon between the league and the team, uh, to, to not schedule matches until what is happening is sorted out. And I think that's the clearest acknowledgement that there is something happening, what that something is and what the end result will be. I mean, yes, we can speculate all we want and there's no sense that the three of us are going to sit here and speculate bad to the the speculation because it's already out there that's public domain head to reddit head to vancouver titans discord heck to, go to other teams discords uh someone had shared Just don't a, leave your house yeah someone shared a, a a screenshot from the soul dynasty discord where you know even people there who aren't invested in this our rivals our rivals are pitying us yeah i mean it's it's not a good time but what ryan did say is that the vancouver titans will be returning to the overwatch league schedule so him saying that leads me to believe that that worst case scenario that I envision is not going to happen. Now, might that scenario be uh, a different group of players, different team, different structure? You know what? I don't see how it's not at this point. I mean, we've seen, we've seen players remove mention of the team. We've seen coaches 
like adjust their usernames. There, there. That's the, work, right? The certainty that we know there are going to be changes. We just don't know what they are, and from what I understand, that will be announced soon. Now, to speculate a little, even though I know I said I wouldn't. And again, this is just something I shared in Titan's Discord. I do hope that if what's going on, if, if let's say the, the team, the players themselves uh, are making decisions, that they're making decisions based on good advice. I hope that no one gets hurt too badly when all is said and done organizational, um, players, team. I mean, it's, it's important to understand that this situation is, is not a good one for anyone involved, but I think it's unfair for, for us as fans to go and look at the Vancouver Titans and say, organization is trash. I mean, people are saying that they've made a lot of mistakes. I think they'd have the, the, the goal to actually admit that that's the case. Alfred's done as much on previous, you know, episodes. In fact, the, I sat down with him after my Ted talk in, in December and he said as much, he's like, yeah, we, we need to do a better job. We aim to do so. And I, I think they are trying to, it's just, they've had some struggles, but I don't get the sense that this is a team that hasn't looked for a way to support its players. Like, to have someone say, oh, they're not supporting their players in Korea. I mean, we know for a fact that they had like world-class set up here in Vancouver. The world changed. The players wanted to go home and under no obligation, the team said, okay, we'll get you there. But again, it's not like you can go and magically make infrastructure appear and get set up. Right. So I, I don't feel it's fair to go and completely paint this broad general brush uh, against either party. It's just, it's an unfortunate situation as it is trash organization making its way to the finals in its inaugural season and now everything is like getting affected by this pandemic for real what yeah. the hell you know and how, there, how dare they it, it is it is important to understand there are there are um difficult times in front of us we're experiencing them right now no organization of businesses immune to them no people no person is immune to it like literally and figuratively immunity is an issue right now but How about those antibodies what what is important to, to understand is that there is a light that is exists at the end of the tunnel and based on my conversation with ryan yes we may not come out unscathed i mean sam you raised a good point we don't know what what will come out and it might be you know, a, a, a transition of, of the uh, people who might support. Like, I support a Vancouver Titan team. I'm a biased Vancouver sports fan. So I made that very clear from day one of this podcast, and that'll continue to be the case. Um, I hope it is the same roster that I've, I've, I've come to enjoy watching. I truly do. If it is not, yes, I will express concern. And I think it's very clear to all of our, our listeners. I pull very few punches. If I have something to say, if you don't hear about it on the podcast, you're sure as heck going to see RSP fire up a Ted talk on Twitter. We've had two of them. One in December where I pulled very few punches when it came to the organization. And one again this weekend, when I actually tried to provide balance and a, and a, you know, sage level of advice which normally sam that's you you're the you're the balanced person omni and i we're the fly off the handle type so again we will do that i don't think our listeners agree with that <laughs> everyone has a trigger 
everyone has a trigger. But I mean, like, just to, to bounce off that, like, we're not saying there's no problems. We're we're <laughs> far from saying that. We're we're saying that actually there's there's probably multiple problems. Some on the the player side, some on the org side. Um, some of, and honestly, we all got problems, right? There's probably a song for this somewhere. Like it's, it's, we're, we've been home for, for six weeks and counting now. Right. I, I think mm-hmm. I, I actually can't count five, six, some, something like that. So, so like there, there's a, there's a base layer of problems that everybody has. And, and it's clear that that's not the only problems. Right. So, so like, that's like to all the questions that are going to come in and going, who can we point the blame at? Who can we point the fingers at? Like, I think we can either point at everybody and just guns blaze or or we can do something a bit more productive and positive. What what those things are, I'm I'm not entirely sure. I think there's been a lot of good things that people have been been happening. Um like like you know, with Stitch's birthday yesterday, or I guess for people listening to the podcast two days ago, we saw a lot of memes come out. Like like there's still ways to to do different things and to show support while acknowledging that yes it's not perfect right now. So, so mm-hmm. I'm constantly looking for that, that balance that in between where we're still showing our support for whether, and, and, and to be fair, like I get some of us listening, we are fans of the players first and, and the org and the mm-hmm. team that, that doesn't mean anything. And that's, that's totally cool. If, if, if you're a Rujehan Stan and that's, that's what you want to do. Like, like I support you a hundred percent. So, so you should be, very unhappy for Ruje Hong or, or whatever, whoever it is. Right. I'm just throwing that name out there. Um, but, but at the end of the day, like the, the things that are going to happen are going to still going to happen. So, so to me, like esports and the Titans and this podcast and this community has always been, um, for lack of a better term, an escape to, to the stresses of regular life. And so for me, I'm constantly looking for, okay, how can we make this fun again? Cause uh, I gotta be honest with you. It's, it's, it's not very fun right now. No, it's not. And you know, I think that that's where we at, at RSP are going to try to, to, I think, take a lead. I mean, we, we want this community to last. I mean, our hope is to your point, Sam, if, if you are a supporter of a particular player who no longer wears uh, Vancouver Titans colors that you still tune in. Um, I mean, we value each and every member of the community. I'll use bumper as an example. I'm a big fan of bumper. I really wish he was still a Vancouver Titan. I don't know what goes, went into the decision, uh, to ultimately no longer have him as part of the team. But if you happen to be a bumper supporter and you follow him to wherever he goes, it's phenomenal. But the community part is what's most important to me. It's it's your listeners. It's the what I often refer to as the force of nation or force of nature, force of nature faithful. I'm getting tongue tied here, or force of nature family, because it's truly what we are. Um, I, th- I think we've sort of said our piece enough, and I, I, I've seen questions come in uh, from those who are, are watching live. So why don't we take a, a quick moment here to, to address them? So if you asked a question previously, um, I know uh, Sam and, and Omni here have tried to do their best to, to see what came in. But um, what we'll get you to do is we'll get you to ask them. We'll try to address them as much as we can. Um, again, we're not going to go and, and simply make up an answer. Um, so if you're looking for us to, to tell you, you know, what is, you know, slime's favorite ice cream flavor? I don't think we know that answer, but you can feel free to ask and we'll just say, we don't know. So that's straight up what we're going to do. Okay. So, uh, let's, uh, before we, uh, get into the Q and a, uh, segment, hear a little voiceover. Hey, Shalhoff is my hero. I love Knight Rider. So 
Is Hasselhoff your hero? You could start off with a question such as that, but I doubt imagine uh, anyone other than a Reinhardt main would agree. So uh, let's talk about uh, your questions and the three of us will do our, our best to to answer. So I'm actually going to go to one that was dropped just as we went into the segment from uh, Isvashra. Um, do we know if the players are discontent with only the org or is it possible that at least some of them are also frustrated with the current OWL setup, particularly matches from home? So I will sort of answer the question from a perspective of do we know for sure? unless Sam or Omni have much better connections than me and are sitting on the Jews, I don't think we do. But one of the common um, themes that we've seen from other players um, is that the current system, uh, uh, not so much a playing from, but like the hero bands that have made it difficult for Overwatch League teams to um, essentially scrim, practice, prepare. Uh, I mean, one of the reasons we saw the the unified, you know, hero bands or, or hero pool was to ensure that Overwatch League teams were able to go and essentially play and scrim competitively so that they could actually prepare for the weekend that was upcoming. Because the previous world, they were like us. They'd have the single tank, two DPS, and one support ban, and yet they'd go into competitive where there was like no support heroes, no tank heroes, and all the damage heroes are ready to go. Like, So I, yeah. I, I think that complexity has has unfortunately provided uh, you know, some, some pain. Anything the two of you can add? I think the biggest uh, addition to this discontent question is I know for a fact that regardless if you talk about uh, Overwatch or Call of Duty or even traditional sports, the thing players are discontent or hate the most is losing. And this hero bans uh, situation or trying to adapt to this ever-changing meta or playing against teams that have already uh, been playing a lot uh, is definitely not helping. And them losing two games, which is something that they're not accustomed to doing anyway, and, and suddenly not being this... Uh, you know, a juggernaut is probably adding a lot of uh, fuel to the fire and, and to the disconnect that players have within the organization to the management and whatnot, for sure. And the feel are playing well to add fuel to the fire. Hmm. <laughs> but you've hit on one of my favorite topics, which is making fun of Owl. Uh, it's, it's one of my absolute favorite things. It's probably the thing that tilts me the most. Uh, earlier this week, I think Arnold from, from I think, Gen G Gaming yep. was, was asking on Discord, does anybody know if the match's schedule has come out yet? So here we have the, the op chief operating officer of a professional team asking its own community, when are we going to work this week? Um, so, well, okay. I just want to point out, he did concede after he's like, I know, I just don't know if it's public yet now. Fair enough. Sure. Sure. Arnold. Um, but, but I just, it's, it's crazy, right? Like, like not knowing when your players are going to work, not knowing who's playing at what time you're playing and having like, what first we start with the players, right. And they have to prepare for their jobs. And then you, you you go to the the teams the the coaches the managers who have to you know coach them and set up the strats okay what's a hero ban if there's if there's no if there we're if we're not playing this week then we don't need to prepare for this week's hero ban because next week is going to be a different situation mm -hmm. altogether and then we scale down from there to the actual staff how are they going to promote this game how are they going to share this game 
how are, how are the, the, the community people going to distribute this news? So everybody's waiting on, you know, there might be four people somewhere in Irvine, California, that's, you know, asking their cat when the next schedule is going to be. And, and around the league, t- at least 20 different staff are all looking at that, mm-hmm. waiting, for, waiting for the, the ball to drop. So is there discontent? Uh, I think you'd be crazy not to at least be a little frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, at least, you know, go do a, co- I, I get that you, you have to go week by week, but like at least do like a month's worth or something, right? Is it really more work to do one week of scheduling versus the next month of scheduling? And if, and if weird things happen, like, like, I don't know, Philly fusion, go to Korea or London Spitfire come back, whatever, then, then there's, there's understandable reasons that those matches get pulled. Just like when the Titans unexpectedly went back to Korea, their match against the field got pulled. Like, no, yeah. I, di- I didn't hear anybody complains. Like, why didn't, why didn't the Titans play? I would say that the both sides, the field and the, the Titans, they were fairly respectful because it, it made sense, right? Of course they can't play. They literally got off a plane, right? So if those things happen and the schedule needs to change again, sure. Like we, I think fans can have a good explanation to that point, but Right now, this kind of week to week to week thing. This is why we're seeing Overwatch numbers drop like flies, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's a league issue. And to me, like that that actually worries me a lot. So I know I definitely tangented there, but uh, uh, I I can almost firmly say I think there's definitely a level of of discontent to the league. Yeah. But I, based on everything we've heard, I'd still say that that's not the main issue right now. Uh, question from the alligator. Uh, have you thought the players are dealing with serious mental health during this crisis and the setup regarding the owl schedule from home causing more grief? Well, I, I can speak from my own personal experience. I am suffering from anxiety and that's something that I'm dealing with myself. I'm going to imagine there are many people out there who are like me and probably many of these players. Um, I am a middle-aged guy. These are, you know, teenagers, young adults, who are going through a situation um, that has not been experienced by many of our own generations. I mean, I'd have to go back to like my grandparents being around sort of generationally uh, for the last, you know, worldwide pandemic. But what we know is that the players themselves had asked to go home. And we talked about this on previous episodes where if you were them, you know, do you think their families were saying, oh yeah, no problem, stay in Vancouver, Um, you know, everything's good. I I think there was maybe some pressure from home to come home. I mean, I, I, as a father would want my, my kid, my child, baby force with me. I mean, I would not want that separation. I can, I can totally see how that might exist. Um, And knowing that the players themselves said, hey, organization can we go back to korea we would feel more comfortable there and that the fact that the team said sure i think there was two two edges to that that request one players who wanted to be where they were comfortable home and a team believing that to support them and provide them that level of support that home might have been the best place to go so you know adding that all up i think that sort of suggests that you know there was some mental health strain i wouldn't suggest serious i don't know but then, I mean, take a look at a, the deeper issue within the Overwatch League. I mean, it's been no, you know, no shock that the league has acknowledged that there's been mental, you know, mental health strain and issues um, amongst players, and right. and it's something that they're they've continued to try to 
to obviously deal with in normal times. And right now we're not even in normal right. times. Yeah. And, and I think the, the question that wasn't asked, but it's, it's really looking at, it's like, okay, was it the right decision to move the team back to Korea? And, and we do know for a fact that, that it was the, the player's choice. Um, and that, that came at a cost, mm-hmm. right? Like the, the whole idea of like, oh, they're not in a gaming house. I don't know if that was ever the plan or that's going to be the plan in the future. I have no idea. That's pure speculation. But we knew, they knew before going back home that they had an option to stay. Um, and also with that, if they do go back home, there are going to be consequences of, of that decision, whether that's as something as simple as like better internet or worse internet or, or whatever, like just looking at more trivial things. Mm-hmm. But also I think, I think making the jump from, from, you know, would their mentals be better in Vancouver or in Korea? I think hindsight is twenty twenty, And I think only the players can answer that for themselves. It might, and it, and it's, and it's not all or nothing too, right? It could be great for slime and bad for Haxall or great for Haxall and bad for whoever. Right, like it, it's it doesn't necessarily mean for all or nothing. I know, for in my experience, and Chris, I'm happy you you, you expressed your your own sharing. Um, it it's some days are more productive, and some days I feel awesome and think, "Gee, I wish I could do this all the time." And then other days are like, "This has got to stop." And and both those feelings are what, have, from what I understand, very normal, and we're all kind of experiencing these things at different times. Depends on the weather. Depends on how much sleep you got. Depends on what you ate. Depends on a billion different things that are going on. It depends on how much news you read. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so there's, there's a lot of things there. Like, so, so without, you know, completely ignoring or giving like a non answer based on, I guess this is our, just our opinions. Like, I think it it's very likely that they thought, you know, going home would be one thing and it'd be great. And maybe it didn't turn out this way. Um, but I gotta be honest. There's only so many times a team can move during the season. So, so I, I think I think they're they're staying there one way or the other for the rest of the season. And I think like them wanting to move, it's not just a, a concern for health or or Korea doing better uh, in this COVID uh, pandemic situation. A lot of it comes down also to them trying to be better at their jobs. So if you think uh, like usually all people are affected by this situation, imagine what happened if if for your position in your company you had like thousands upon thousands of other competitors for your spot they are uh competitors and they are performing in that like one like half of a like top percentile so it's to begin with like you said chris it's super competitive and stressful as is add on top all this uh uh chaos it's it's getting even worse the uh last thing i started on just on the on on the mental health side is it is serious issue um if any of you our listeners um are are experiencing anxiety stress uh and and and, you know need help please reach out um to uh, many of the the phenomenal services that are out there uh if you need help connecting to someone please reach out to us at rsp and we'll do our best to uh to find your resource um it is a tough time you know, there's no shame in, in, in recognizing that what we're going through right now is is unprecedented. We don't have experience. We don't know what uh, the certainty and the answers that might be are. I mean, we're living sort of day to day. And I know it sometimes becomes hard to sort of realize that, yes, while we are living day to day, we will get through. That uncertainty still exists. And it... it it eats away you know, I was I was listening to a 
a podcast and they talked about how, you know, one of the hosts that said, I'm, I'm dealing with this constant buzz of anxiety. It doesn't go away. And it's just there. And I mean, that's in my mind, it's almost a, a good way to describe it. It's like that's, you know, that sound, that, that, that buzzing, that ringing, that, that just sort of, that gives you the unease. And in the current world that we're in, it's a tough thing to handle. There is no shame in asking for help. Sometimes you need it. And I, I will concede there have been times uh, you know, that I've needed to, to reach out to someone and I'm better for it, but that doesn't, you know, provide all the answers and provide the solutions. I'm just saying, please, you know, do so. If, if you are feeling that you're in crisis, ask for help it is better to ask than not because not is what's potentially going to, to result in, in, in larger issues. Coming back on to, you know, the lighter topic, which is the Vancouver Titans and the, the Overwatch League right now. The question that came from uh, Sirensong67, if the current roster can't be salvaged for this season, how does the org go about fielding a team in the current world and league climate? 87. Got to put respect on that name. Is it 87? Sorry, it's hard for me to see with the, the color that it showed up to. Sirensong87. So that question though, like how does the, the org go about fielding a team? Uh, for those listening to the podcast, you can't see my visible reaction. I truly don't know. Like it's unprecedented for this to occur. I mean, do we know of any other organization where they would have gone through such drastic changes mid flight and not have, you know, a, a, a bench larger, uh, large enough to accommodate or an Academy team that they could lean on. Like the Vancouver Titans have one of the smallest rosters. It's only the Boston uprising that, well, th technically the Boston uprising, which are smaller, we'd actually don't know if that's truly the case right now. What do they do? Well, I think the mayhem changed their entire roster mid season, but that wasn't a great example of, of uh, succeeding at that. But I think the first step would be, hiring a new GM, right? That's the, the title of the, the role that is charged with building up a team. And I think there's plenty of Overwatch talent uh, uh, outside or even inside of the league. We, we, so that it's it's hard to even speculate where do we go from here because we don't really know what, what goes on with the contracts. Right now, we have a great team on paper with a lot of great and desirable pieces that I'm sure we can uh, leverage in some capacity. Uh, uh, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but maybe rebuild around Fisher. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody clip that, please. <laughs> rebuild around Fisher. Hey, he can get the roster that he wants. <laughs> I, I, I too think it's a little bit premature to to talk about this, and I'm not ready to just give up on on all our players and and just say bye. See you later. But at the same time, like there's a lot of very good Overwatch players in this world, and a lot of them are grinding in a tier two, tier three world that pays them less than peanuts. Can't even afford peanuts. Right. Right. So, so, so honestly, like, and, and this is not me taking sides, but if it ends up being like so and so player did this to basically get themselves ousted out of their, their job or, or they refuse to do XYZ because of ABC, whatever that situation is. Well, sorry, there's a lot of people that are just gunning for your job every single day. Mm -hmm. And that's part of being an Overwatch pro is is you are the best of the best. And if you don't want to be the best of the best, somebody's going to take your spot. And that's that's competitive sport, right? I think, like, yeah, I, I completely agree. And just just that to that point, uh, whoever comes in to try and clean this uh, situation up or make it better, 
the first thing to do is just to sit down and heal this uh, conflict that the team has, is having right now. Speak to the team as a unit, speak to them separately, and see what every one of, of these uh, uh, players who show this huge discontent right now to the organization, what it is that they want, if and maybe there is some sort of solution that they can come up with. It might be the entire team. It might be uh, just a few of the players. Because I... For the life of me, I, I cannot cannot th- believe that there is something good that comes out from just picking a side and 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 going like head to head like uh, two armies. I'm I'm definitely sure that the Titans are not. Even though we try to say that they're a hive mind, I'm sure that every player on that team has different needs and desires, things that like matter to them more. What 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 are the values that they care about? Is it being close to family is it is it the security of being in the league is it more support from the professional staff uh, starting with the coaches as well so that's the, the thing that they need to, to start doing like to to bring everybody back to the table and have a conversation about this the segue to actually something Ryan had shared and I think it's sort of an appropriate time talking about roster like what do we run back? So Ryan had actually answered a question that was posed in, in Titans Court about players getting paid. Because uh, let's be real, and there are a lot of businesses right now that are, are furloughing staff, letting you know laying staff off because financially they're they're having difficulty making a go of it. Um, so Ryan had addressed this by answering: the players are all getting paid as per their contracts. The Titans will be playing again soon, and the organization is committed to the long term success of the team. I know it's hard to be patient, but Claire to be coming soon. That one comment was then screen captured, dropped on a competitive Overwatch Reddit, and suddenly it itself has grown a life of its own. Um, what he was saying there was simply addressing the question of, of the potential for furlough and layoffs. So please, with context, and understand that that comment was based on, yes, players are getting paid as per the contract, but it does you know, tie into that previous question from Siren Song, is that if there are changes... There are other reasons why different contracts might be in play, and those contracts might not be around. It, you, trades, releases, and again, it's it's a messy situation. And I, you know, feels well, important to share that. We're not privy to the contracts or their contents, no. right? But we do know that if players are getting paid or anybody's getting paid, that means that they show up to work as well. Yeah, uh, so and, that's the thing I, I got. And that's that. again, that goes back to my point. If if the players themselves are making decisions. I hope they're getting good advice. I hope that the advice that they're receiving is good because I, I, I can't speak from the organization, it's but I'm, Twitch chat. <laughs> I'm positive. The organization is getting good advice. Doesn't necessarily mean the right decisions get made based on that advice, but good advice. Um, continuing on. Oh, you're up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, continuing on to answer just a few more questions. Uh, Katrina underscore W said, could the choice to have gone back home be influenced by some sort of conflict within the org? Maybe. I don't know. I, I It's hard for me to say that that would be the case. Like, I mean, knowing what we know, knowing the the structure that the Titans had in place. I mean, we, we had... Um, uh, Adonis on, they talked about sort of some of the things they're working on. Like in my mind, yes, being at home provides a level of comfort. But if you weren't at home, I think the Vancouver Titans organization had pl- provided the players the next best thing. So uh, it's it's difficult for me to go and say that there's the conflict in New York. But then we don't know everything that's been going on. I, and I, I, if if that was the case, 
you know, then why play that one week? Like, yeah. you know, which, which was another question is like, who decided uh, that they should play out of quarantine? Um, who knows, man? The, we may, maybe it was us. Maybe it was RSP. It was the fans. Mm-hmm. We demanded a match after three months of protesting. Yeah. Which, <laughs> to be honest, I mean, we've talked about on previous podcast episodes. Maybe we exerted some pressure, and that sort of forced yeah. the team to come. We back. have that kind of muscle around here. Well, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, Omni sort of said we better get a GM in place. And the first thought in my mind: which member of uh, Team RSP makes the best Vancouver Ooh. Titans GM? That's a dangerous road. <laughs> we'll just uh, crowdsource it yeah. do a brainstorm session for every decision yeah. I think whoever you gets the job might end up crowdsourcing it <laughs> it's like how do you type this email to the league how do you spell Pete's last name good work Oh, so I'm just going through uh, chat I, I'd lost track of some of the questions here that uh, had been uh, been asked um, uh Oh, Elgator has another one. Wouldn't it make sense for the uh, the owl to create a feeder league like Canucks to the Comets? Um, and he says, Lightforce, you'd get it. So uh, this is the area that I will admit to not fully understanding outside of the business side, maybe not making sense. There isn't a proper tier two structure with the Overwatch League. And, and for one reason or another, what we see from Activision Blizzard is this desire to not really embrace that we've seen so many teams even prior to the uncertain times that we're in fold i mean look at the toronto defiant i talk up the toronto defiant regularly i'm a big fan of of many of the things they've done they folded their their academy team the montreal rebellion are no more they shut that team down and that was that they now no longer have one whereas the vancouver titans haven't had one so i think it would be helpful in retrospect to have some form of system and maybe there will be one eventually, but at this point it's let's circle the wagons. We got to get the league out of this season into season oh. four. And beyond that expansion and, and having a proper Academy program and whatever that might look like that's down the road type of stuff. Season four seems like Disneyland right about now. Yeah. Like um, with every tier two for any league or for any combined sort of structure, it's really hard to uh, entice investors to put in money in something that, that just doesn't generate that much interest or viewers. So um, there's not much that can be done to to make that uh, whole product better instead of like, you know, of, of creating, generating some sort of uh, interest. I, I I'm not familiar with any G League players or any other teams. So yeah. it's just the same across every esports or, 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 you know, traditional sports league. Yeah. Um, and one final question here, uh, another one from Siren Song 87 for a group of kids accustomed to sitting in a team house, playing video games all day and night. Could the expectations of being set up in a place like Adamus and the standard of a pro sports environment like CSE, so CSE Connect sports entertainment be setting a standard and expectation that just isn't realistic in an esports world. <sighs> It's a reasonable take. I, I, it's yeah. I mean, it. You know, it's it's kind of like the sort of the analogy I would use here. It would be like getting into a a, a sports car when all you've ever been driving is the uh-huh. Hyundai Accent, right? Like, there is so much power there. Um, the handling is completely different. It, it, it's almost an intimidating experience, and that creates its own problem. But who would argue that 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 you know car isn't a phenomenal car? 
right? So I like mine. I'm not going to trade it in. <laughs> well, no, but you know what I mean? Like, if I were to hop into your car already, <laughs> I'd be somewhat intimidated, right? Because it's just a different but car. It's, it's, I com- it's meatier than I'm used to. <laughs> I, I completely agree with the point, though. But here's the thing. You know what else? What other thing that people are not probably accustomed to in esports getting paid five, six figures? So yeah. that's the big difference. And and for some players, it might be too much or the expectations that suddenly fall on these kids. Again, these are kids. We've, we've seen a lot of weird stuff going on, right? Yeah. With, like Crystal uh, skedaddling and going off to uh, do shopping with his mom and, and girlfriend. And like, it happens. But maybe maybe the Titans being as, as tight a core as they have been for so long and, and having this familial approach with Flowervin. And once that is taken away from them and, and they're they're literally getting new uniforms and being told okay now you're professionals and here's here's the plank challenge you got to do three videos a day and you got to do this and that and and here's fisher and bumpers your friend is gone it might bring a lot of stress and expectations and losing the championship as they did last season uh Added a lot of that and then add another pandemic. I'm surprised a lot of other teams are not just falling apart right now. So it's definitely a thing. So yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good comment actually. And I think and I think like we I think we've spent the bulk of this episode and it feels like we're we've definitely taken taken an angle that that almost can be defensive of the org. Um gently so. But I I think we we want to clarify or i want to clarify that like we're not we're not trying to defend the team there's there's been so many mistakes and 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 we've been critical of them in the past as well um like the laundry list is is long they haven't done laundry in a very long time and and the the reason that like i think we're trying to kind of speak to the other side a little bit is because this is this is the side of the story that that you don't hear as much on rsp court or or titans court or so much not to say that those don't deserve their own moments. It's just that, you know, I personally feel like we've, we've, we've dug these issues to, to bits. Like, could they have done things better? Absolutely. They could have done things better. Could they be doing things better now? Could their communication not be, you know, bleeped? Um, uh, yes, absolutely. Like there's, there's e- even today in, in the comments and the sections, could there have th- different things that could have been said? Yeah, for sure. And so, like, I, I don't want to come off like we're, we're doing this episode just to just to defend the Titans or defend the org. Um, the only thing I will defend is is definitely everybody that I've interacted there with there when a, on a personal level. I appreciate them as, as people, as mm-hmm. professionals. Uh, they work hard and they, they are passionate about what they do. Like, like, you know, and Alfred probably doesn't want me to talk about this, but like Alfred had had a, a pretty good gig going with the Canucks and he, he saw enough potential in in the esports side to shift over full time. So, so that takes dedication, but it also takes like a belief. So, so he wouldn't have signed up for it. If, if, you know, he, he didn't believe he was going to build something that was going to last longer than four months. Right. So, so like on, on the personnel side, I'll defend to, to the end, but on the org side, like I need, none of us get paid enough to, to be like protect the Titans or anything like that. Like, yeah, in no way whatsoever that being said like we do think in any argument like any normal argument there there's always two sides to the story mm-hmm. and i think we're we're spending the bulk of the time trying to you know share a little bit of what could be on the other side of the story because we we know everything's on this discord and, and wow. reddit already and and i'm not dispelling those things whatsoever i think a lot of them are valid concerns some of them are invalid and a little bit crazy yeah. Yeah. uh but but you know just just you know this 
just trying to paint a fuller picture here. Yeah, I mean, I love Overwatch as an esport, always have, but like the Overwatch League in itself is something new that never has been done before or to that extent or that uh, level of production or attempt to become something that uh, kind of, you know, looks like traditional sports or something grandiose in, in that regard. And I fully tip my hat to all those who are involved in, in making this a reality and everything that's new and, and trying to disrupt something new uh, will have its growing pains and maybe it won't even survive, right? Like before Facebook, we had MySpace. Maybe Overwatch League is, is the MySpace, right? I think MySpace so, still exists, doesn't it? Yeah, well, of course it does, but... Where is you know Tom at? at? Yeah. Uh, I was friends with Tom. <laughs> so was everyone. <laughs> Weren't we all? Um, so just to, on, on that note as well, on the, on the people side, if you caught the uh, RSP TED Talk this weekend, I did stress that. It's important to understand that there are people... Uh, who are hardworking. They're genuine. I can't think of any person that I have personally interacted with uh, that's related to the Vancouver Titans organization that doesn't, one, want this team to succeed, want the best for not only the organization, but the players, but wants our community to thrive. It is a tough job. And right now, it is tough times. Think of everything that we're going through in our day-to-day -day and now amplify that by everything that they're now having to hear and they're not in a position where they can candidly come out and say this or that that doesn't make that any more right or wrong it's simply a reality that i i don't know if you know many fully understand what they they see and go through but they do but you know sam you brought it up you know quite on every person is committed to success and it, as long as we recognize it's not a people issue and this this happens far too often i i you know i i worked in a call center for a telecom and you can't imagine the number of times that people talk to me in such a manner that they were upset at the organ like the company that chris got to deal with it what really upset me wasn't the people upset at the company it's when they went and made it personal to me because i'm here trying to provide them success you know the best service i can and that that becomes difficult so please remember that please take note these are hardworking people in a tough spot and the fact that they remain there i, I want to applaud them um i did say it was one last question there is one more only because i really like it from modala uh what's the current situation of canada airports one is there any regular flight uh between uh i'm gonna say it's seoul and in vancouver i think it's Incheon airport yeah Incheon. Um, or any canadian airport and two is entering canada as a korean citizen holder or citizenship holder still permitted at this moment so there are still flights between seoul and vancouver in fact i think seoul's only point of entry in canada is is vancouver um there are only, I want to say, four airports international flights can go to in Canada, Vancouver being one of them. There aren't many, but there are flights between Seoul and Vancouver. And I'm not aware of any uh, issues of someone coming from Seoul to Vancouver. Though if you arrive, there are significant issues as to, one, you actually having the ability to cross the border. And if um, your SR is below 3,000, you're not permitted yeah. to get in. <laughs> but then, you, like, so let's say me as a Canadian citizen were to come from Seoul to, to Canada. When I cross the border, I have to tell uh, Canada Border Services what my quarantine plan is. Because I have to go into quarantine for 14 days. I have to actually have a plan. I have to tell them not only where am I going, how am I getting there, and what's going to happen over the course of 14 days to ensure I don't leave my home. Like, who's bringing me food? And how are they getting it to me in a manner that doesn't violate quarantine? Like, it's a big deal. So, 
Mm-hmm. And to to jump on the latter, I have that question just because my day job does have to touch with this stuff a little bit. Um, so people with valid work permits in Canada can come. So if you you have a work permit that's being processed or or it has been processed, so in theory, if I think about the Titans, they, presuming they have valid work permits, they in theory can come back. Just just strictly talking on the border. Um, if you don't have a valid work permit already, then and you're just walking through as a visitor, visitors are not allowed. So you'll be sent home. And and Chris already alluded to, you know, when you cross the border, you have to have that quarantine plan. You're to go straight uh, home or wherever your quarantine place is, um, and speak to no one and and do nothing for 14 days. Um, so that that's from the Canadian angle. What it's like in Korea, I think some of our listeners can actually probably touch in more on that just because none of us are, are going to Korea anytime soon, it seems like. But it seem, from, from what I understand and, and some of the people that, that have, have family there, it is a quite, quite a scene and it's quite impressive, actually. They, they kind of sort you into citizens and non-citizens and you know, group A goes here, group B goes there. And, and, and that's one of the reasons that they've been able to kind of lower their, their, their risk a little bit. Yeah. So uh, if any of you uh, had outstanding questions that we didn't address, um, if you can get them to us, uh, you can either send them to us on Twitter, I can drop an email, feedback at resetpound.com, or you can actually drop a, a voice message either by using a phone, and that's one uh, 404 or by going to voicelink.fm slash readysetpound, and we will do our best to address those questions and provide some context and answers when uh, we next record an episode, which is planned to be next week but if things break we may have have something special so we're going to take a short moment here to uh, transition ourselves into the fray Yeah, it was a long drop, but here we are in the fray uh, where we're going to talk about uh, the Overwatch League because it's not like we've actually been talking about uh, OWL at all this episode. Um, we're a long time in, so if you've made it this far and you continue watching the stream uh, and you continue listening to the episode, thank you. So, what went down in the week that was with the Overwatch League? Well, we saw... Uh, a transition in schedule. So we saw the reintroduction of Thursday and, and Friday night matches, uh, North American time, and then the weekend was exclusively for teams in, uh, in the Asia-Pacific region. Uh, the actual results themselves, however, were a little bit across the board. So just uh, quickly recap. On uh, Thursday, we had the Atlanta Reign 3-0 the Washington Justice. The Battle of LA proved to be a good one. The LA Gladiators beat the LA Valiant 3-2. On Friday, the Florida Ma'am 3-0'd the Paris Eternal, the Toronto Defiant 3-1'd the Boston Uprising, and another solid match, the San Francisco Shock beat the Dallas Fuel 3-2. On Saturday, in the wee hours of the morning for us here in North America, and for those of you who might be in Korea or in Asia, you know, prime time afternoon, you saw the Chengdu Hunters 3-0'd the Guangzhou Charge, and the Shanghai Dragons 3-0'd the Hangzhou Spark. 
The following day, the Guangzhou charged 3-1 the Hangzhou Spark and our, you know, favorite Shanghai Dragons uh, team. Uh, they beat the Chengdu Hunters 3-0. As far as the uh, batches of the week, I gave absolutely none because at the time I wasn't all that inspired to watch much Overwatch League because the Vancouver Titans weren't playing and there was no way in heck I was going to stay up late or get up early to watch Asia matches. But... The two of you, to your credit, said, watch the San Francisco Shock-Dallas Fuel match. And I had said, really? Well, I think the two of you were on to something, because that was a good fight. What a game. Do you know how good uh, like the San Francisco Shock TPS lineup was? Striker, Ra- Rascal, Sinatra, and Architect. Well, the double Ds on Dallas, Doha and, and DK, they're not too shabby themselves. Uh it started out great. There was a massive triple boop. Um, if you haven't seen it, go look it up. Where Moff just booped three people into the pit in Lijiang Tower. And Dallas started out strong. They went up 1-0. Uh, I think they had like better peeling uh, with Gamsu on Arisa than Smurf. There was a lot of uh, compositions and different maps. But then Rialto comes out strong and, and, uh, uh, and San Francisco. I mean, uh, San Francisco Shock comes up strong in Rialto, and they go the soldier and tracer approach. Uh, DK kind of slows them down at the end, but they get all three uh, points with less than a minute. But then Doha gets like a 4K, and we got the first legit 6K on Farah. Uh, eventually, though, San Francisco Shock equalized to 1-1. There was a lot of cool things in that game. Lumbani, we saw a rare Mercy frag from Dallas. And they took the point, but... Like they, they really like the cool thing about it uh, in that game is, uh, it, despite the fact that they couldn't get the card all the way in Numbani, you got to look at that full hold at the start, which pretty nuts. But then Hanamura is kind of like uh, was the time for San Francisco to to bully uh, Dallas with a full hold, and it went two two. But then Busan was another another good example. Uh, Rascal and Striker were pretty pretty amazing in this game. Uh, map two is like the classic 90, double 99er, uh, but Dallas, uh, they just fell apart at the end. Uh, I think the Sigma uh, pick from Note was pretty surprising how well he stood up, but at the end, like Choi Hobin and Rascal kind of stood, stood, stepped it up at the end. I think Rascal right now is probably the biggest revelation from from uh, San Francisco Shock, that guy can play. Wasn't he getting traded to the well, Titans like two weeks ago? Yeah, I was, saying, I I was going to say, remember when the, the Overwatch League drama was, oh my goodness, what's happening to the Rascal? Boy, wouldn't he look good in Vancouver? And now it's like, wouldn't Vancouver yep. wish that Rascal drama was still the drama? Yep. <laughs> Let's start those rumors up again. <laughs> Let's sign him up. You heard it here first. Rascal traded to the Vancouver Titans. Is he a free agent? Uh, what about that Decay guy? Does he need a new contract? Well, I mean, San Francisco has a large enough roster that if they have a few players to spare and Vancouver is in possible need of some. <laughs> we can oh, trade. Uh, oh, we're, we're truly in the end time. add a few uh, Froster cups with bumper on it to sweeten the deal. Oh, it's just, I mean, we, we, we joke and maybe we shouldn't, but like it's, it's to the point where what else can we do, right? Six oh. rascals, exactly. Yeah. Scrondy, that's a good comment. Well, someone, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off the rails here. Someone on uh, on Arcow had actually said that uh, Vancouver is now going to just keep Janu, and it'll be the Vancouver Janus Janu six stack. And I was sort of thinking I could get behind that bad. idea. Yeah. It would definitely beat Team RSP. Yeah. Six divas is the way to go. So I don't <laughs> know why you guys went like like Anna's and Zens. You should have just gone straight six divas. Uh, it was more fun. 
Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, the other match that uh, the two of you suggested to watch was the Hunter's Charge. So if anyone mistakenly stayed up late to watch that one, you can blame those two. It wasn't on me. <laughs> I watched the VOD because I really wanted to know, among these two teams that beat the Titans, who was the better one. And surprisingly, <laughs> it was Chengdu. And ironically, both teams played dive, the same dive that we tried to play against them. Uh, Leave on the Tracer was really, really good. Um, Nero on the Farrakhan, like, uh, they, they had this weird composition. I, I, I think charge uh no these guys play each other once a week right (laughs) yeah it's like oh it's you again yeah it's it's becoming quite quite ridiculous and they both went the the sombra route so that's why we saw eileen uh and on the other side who played the sombra don't ask me i didn't watch yeah so it was uh leave on the tracer and nero on the farah but that would have been jimu jimu exactly there you go there was a lot of ash and people are kind of saying that Ash Omni is loves a good Ash. Yeah, I love Ash. Suddenly there's a meme. I don't know if it's a meme, but they say that Ash is a dishonest hero or like a dishonest comp. Uh, Why? Uh, there's no I mean, Ooh. I'm sorry. I don't there's no way Ash is dishonest. Like Ash was sure, she's got Bob, but, off. but the thing about getting Bob is you have to work so hard yeah. <laughs> to get Bob. Like that that's what At keeps you end- honest. I think Molly and Yvelto played better support duo, and they supported Meng better in that uh, in that Rialto hold. Uh, Leave and Estracer, they they put their carry pants back on, and Jinmu Leave, I think they beat out Nero and in this game. And then Shu didn't really look that well on the Moira. He's a great uh, Anna, don't get me wrong, and a Zen. Obviously, his Moira was really not doing a good job, and yeah, and they fully held three zero in that last uh, map. Uh, the other match that you had suggested, Omni, people should watch was the Shanghai Dragons versus the Chengdu Hunters, which, right. again, if you stayed up real late or you woke up really early, you can hate on Omni here because I, I can't I don't remember know. what you said about this one. But <laughs> Leave forgot how to aim with Ash. There's a point there in, in um, Dorado where he's just... It was, it was looking bad. And, and 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 Shanghai looking really strong. I don't know what's about Fleta. Maybe they traded Fleta as well uh, to the Titans by now, so he didn't play. That would yeah. be a good pickup. Next to Rascal, that's a good DPS duo. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Shanghai looking really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, Fearless is looking amazing on the Winston. Luffy is playing really well on the Ana. Um, Shanghai was really, really ro- rolling quickly. Among kind of helped, but not enough. I think there was like a point there where Fearless was out playing and doing his best Among impression. He played a really good ball. Void, obviously, really good uh, diva. He was hyped to be one of the best divas in the world. He definitely played this last game uh, like, like it looked like he was one of the best divas in the world. So they lo- they are looking strong. And and Shanghai, unlike mm-hmm. uh, Chengdu and 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 uh, and Hangzhou and Guangzhou, who are like on this seesaw of being terrible and good and terrible and good, Shanghai seems to be like just being better and better every game they play. Yeah. So. You know, well, I think we'll start to see sort of where Shanghai places when the Soul Dynasty return action. Right. Um, and obviously with NYXL and, and the London Spitfire also coming into play, we'll Looking sort of see where Shanghai that. sits. But, you know, it's it's a shame that we're not able to sort of see Shanghai measure up against a team like the San Francisco Shock, for instance, or match up against, a, I hate to say it, either of the LAs. <laughs> Dallas Fuel. I mean, Dallas Fuel. Like, Dallas Fuel. 
you know, truly Houston, Houston is looking good. You know, Shanghai, we, I think all three of us will, will accept this is a good team. It's just, unfortunately, situation doesn't really allow for us to see the comparable and we don't know when that might be. Uh, anything else about the weekend that was that you want to address before we move on the week that will be? Okay, that's it. Okay. Well, the week that will be does not include your Vancouver Titans uh, for reasons that we have already discussed. And again, our fingers are crossed based on what Ryan shared with me. And also, you know, what he is somewhat shared is that they will be returning soon. So who is it that you can watch this week? Well, first and foremost, uh, the... Uh, characters that won't be in this week are echo because you know heaven forbid uh, she actually show up whether or not she can i don't know but she won't be for sure tracer orissa and moira now who are the teams that are going to have to make choices around those uh, four bands well you've got the soul dynasty and hongzhou spark kicking off the weekend on saturday at 1 a.m followed by the guangzhou char shanghai dragons at 3 a.m 5 a.m is the return of the new york excelsior and uh, they're going to be facing off against the Chengdu Hunters. Later that afternoon at 1 p.m. is the Atlanta Rain and Philadelphia Fusion. At 3 p.m. it's the San Francisco Shock and the LA Valiant. Sunday at 1 a.m. is the Hangzhou Spark versus the Chengdu Hunters. 3 a.m. it's the Shanghai Dragons and the Seoul Dynasty. And at 5 a.m. it's the Guangzhou Charge and the New York Excelsior. 1 p.m. in the afternoon is the Florida Mayhem and the Boston Uprising. And at 3 p.m. it's the Houston Outlaws and the Dallas Fuel. Oh, so this this is breaking news. This is actually the benefit of of what we're recording. And Katrina is telling us that Shanghai just announced two coaches as we've been recording. Is is that actual true or is that like master level troll from Katrina to like, you know, work her way into podcast lore by uh pulling a fast one here? You're making me Google it, Katrina. Yeah, I mean, the least she could have actually shared yeah. was who it would be. Uh, so actually, Maine and 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 Kong, KD and G Kong. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Woodford Sheep had, had confirmed it. Wow! I mean, look at that. This is the benefit of having a live stream, and our I mean, our our listeners and our viewers actually providing us the the straight up goods because normally what would occur, we'd record and then oh great guys, look at all this breaking news that took place. So. Yeah. Not not Yang Wan and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is what you dropped in, in, in the chat there. Uh, you know, Omni start the troll. So, um, having gone through those matches, what are the ones to watch? Well, uh, Omni and I suggest that if you are going to either get up real early or stay up, I would actually recommend staying up late. Get up early. Um, watch the New York Excelsior Chengdu Hunters match. Um, I chose that one because uh, it's the return of New York, and I'm genuinely curious. It's not so much that I think we'll see a good match against Chengdu. It's just, I don't remember how New York plays. Uh, Sam, you said Seoul Dynasty, Hangzhou Spark. Is that just because it's the return of Seoul? Uh, it's also the first game, so you know what time it'll be on. Mm, that's that's true. That's the other problem about the, that 5 a.m. match. It could be as far as we know, like 3 a.m., so... The uh, Sunday matches, uh, both uh, Omni and I suggest you should watch the Dragons Dynasty. Um, and oh, I, the yeah. reason I chose this is I try to follow the rule of I choose one match a day. And I, this is the Return of Soul, which is why I chose that one. Uh, and then, uh, Sam, you went a little off the board saying Charge Excelsior. And then Omni also suggested watching the Battle of Texas, uh, Houston Yeehaw. versus Dallas. Yeah, both teams are looking decent. Yeah. I think the general trend is, hey, Soul's back, hey, New York's back, so... You know, watch one of their two games this week. Yeah. 
Or watch Boston versus Florida. Oh, we don't judge. I'm genuinely curious what the views would be on that. You know, <laughs> is it still is it still permissible that we as Vancouver Titans fans can take pot shots? I mean, teams? I mean, hashtag at least we're not Boston still lives. So oh, apologies oh. to all the uprising fans out there. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. The life we give you permission first. to also make fun of us. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's they don't easily... need they don't didn't ask for our for the permission. <laughs> yeah, we're easily moved. Um, we hope that the Vancouver Titans return the week after this. Um, but again, schedules are are being released week after week. It seems, and so we'll learn uh, when it gets uh, shared. Sunday Arnold will let or, us know. Yeah, Arnold will. That's true. So, what else has been going on in the world of Overwatch? Well, there was a tiny patch release, and I wasn't really going to touch on it, but uh, it was a, a bug fix. Uh, so, there wasn't any critical hero changes that took place, um, just unintended consequences, primarily around Echo, but a few other characters. Uh, uh, Uncle Jeff did, however, share some context uh, as to sort of what we're going to see happen. Um, so, there's the discussion about sort of hero bands, why have they gone aligned, and it was based on feedback from a majority of the players in the overwatch league about having a space that they can scrim uh in that's consistent with what they'll be expecting the league i still think the three of us would say that that system needs to be worked out but is what it is um there's also going to be control uh changes so any crowd control abilities that exist in the game are going to if they haven't done so already uh show up in the experimental card and based on what we've seen in experimental, I would say a vast number of the changes they propose there go live. Not all of them, but a good number. So it'll be interesting to see how they they approach the crowd control. Um, you know, it's like I, I we we kind of joked about it during our, our team RSP, uh, you know, Temple of Concept stream, that when mm-hmm. Echo suddenly decides to become Reinhardt, how the heck do you deal with two Reins? And at one point, I got um, Earth Shattered twice, I got hacked, I got frozen, and I got McCree stunned. So I'm pretty confident that crowd control was an issue before the introduction in Echo, and Echo just takes it to like a stratospheric level. What, no shield bash from Brig on that one? Well, there's only so <laughs> many characters that you can choose in a particular match. Like, yeah... Uh, I, just... I will say that trying to cast Echo is impossible. So so for the people that have to do that, my condolences to you. <laughs> it is I didn't know what was going on. I'm just I was just staring at the match going, uh 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 and even Schmittig, you know, bless his soul, was like, I think we're supposed to say something here. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well actually I'm gonna use this as a segue. Um as much as we at Team RSP got uh, our butts handed to us, you know, in that stream, and I know, uh, you know, credit to, to you, Sam, as well as uh, Schmidt Storm and casting for us, I had fun. And I think, you know, oh, yeah. uh, our community that sort of showed up, they had fun too. I know it may not have been the most engaging matchup watching a team that had cohesion that plays together versus a bunch of pickups like uh, we were. But it was, we were just, I enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm kind of wondering if maybe that's a space that we at RSP can, you know, do more of. It wouldn't be happening all the time, but we can, you know, set something up, um, find a better way to, to balance the play a little bit. Um, 
not that just have them have a lever every time. Yeah, <laughs> well, that, as we saw, it didn't help us either. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, impressive things happened out of that. I mean, obviously, Timber got to uh, you know meme us throughout with his you know. Reinhardt bumper slams at one point in our comms we're like okay we know he's around none of us see him so he's obviously coming with some crazy flank meme strat and we couldn't stop it like we knew it was happening we couldn't stop it and then you have me as Anna sleeping and uh, an alting Genji which that was beautiful I have like, yeah I think I've maybe pulled that off once before and I like I slept them like bang on pro strats and then I dropped a pot to wake him up <laughs> so the saving grace is I dropped the pot, but I am a Reinhardt main. Um, the fact that I could do that as an Anna is like, you know, big brain uh, theory here, but uh, no, I had fun. And I, I, I hope those of you who, who tuned into that stream enjoyed it uh, for what it was. If that's something that you think we need to do more of, want to get involved, you know, we're, we're open to the idea and, and we can make that uh, happen. Maybe we need a sub uh, Sam and Schmidian and then Omni and I will, we'll do the casting next time. I only play Ray's though. Yeah, you and your uh, your Valorant uh, games that you've been playing with uh, with Hacksaw in between Kumon. Mm, that's that's exactly what we're doing. No, Shronide says Overwatch could help Valorant out by acquiring Raze, which is which is uh, one of the most OP characters right now. But anyway, I digress. So here we are at the end of a very long episode. Uh, for those of you watching the live stream and for those of you who've tuned into this podcast episode through normal means, I hope what we were able to share today provided some level of insight and clarity that might be lacking. I know we didn't address all of the outstanding questions and those answers will be provided to us in due time. It is important to understand there is a story that is going to be told. It will be told. It makes very little sense to write the story yourself um, I understand it is our nature to speculate, our, our, our nature to look for answers, but to make broad statements and blanket statements simply because we found it on social media is not the best way to go about it. That doesn't invalidate what you're suggesting might be true, because it very well could be. It's just important to understand that the situation is a dynamic one, and if podcast lore means anything... We'll learn more about what's happening at 12.01 p.m. Pacific time, one minute after this episode goes live. <laughs> so, any final words of wisdom the two of you wish to share to all of our viewers on Twitch, Mixer, Facebook Live, YouTube Gaming, Periscope, <laughs> and those who are listening after the fact through their favorite podcast application? If you're in a bad situation, don't worry, it will change. If you're in a good situation, don't worry. It will change. That's some deep stuff. Hell yeah. From me, one thing we do know for certain is that the Titans won't be playing this week. So <laughs> as per not even popular demand, just the demand of my employers here at RSP, I have come up with a list that says top five. I can't see what the camera says, so you guys are going to have to just bear with me. Top five list of things you can do uh, without Titans matches. So number five here, shave your head. You can go ahead and do that straight at home. Shout out to Britney Spears. <laughs> number four, make Dalgona coffee. It's all the rage. It's a lot of work and the results are mediocre. 
Uh, number three, I want to hashtag shop local. If you guys are going to do any shopping, online shopping, support your favorite restaurants, support your favorite clothing stores, uh, buy from them, even consider leaving a tip, even though technically you're not getting service, blah, 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 I know. But let's try and do our part that if we are spending money and we're able to do so, that we're supporting local stores. Number two, you knew this was coming. Watch The Last Dance on Netflix. The Last Dance is the Michael Jordan, sorry, it's the Chicago Bulls documentary of Michael Jordan's last season and their last championship before the Bulls decided to become the worst franchise in league history. Uh, <laughs> and number one, the top thing to do without Titans matches is donate to, I, 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 I couldn't spell it right, Extra Life. So, so here we go. You got the URL here. If you're on the live stream, you've been pumping the URL out all night. It's Extra Life with the dash between extra and life.org slash team slash ready set pwn and uh help some children out there you go that's my top five list for this week thanks sam uh just to sort of uh, piggyback on that the extra life campaign is one that we refer to each and every episode I encourage you to look into it. It's a it's a phenomenal campaign uh, to raise money uh, for for sick and injured children in Children's Miracle Network hospitals here in North America, both the United States as well as Canada. Uh, at RSP, we're specifically supporting uh, the BC Children's Hospital Foundation. Uh, but if you want to get involved with Extra Life, if uh, you know. Considering the, the tough times we're in, uh, donating is, is not a possibility. That's perfectly fine. Um, we would love to have you part of our own Team RSP Extra Life campaign. And you're able to join our team just by going to that same link, which is extra-life.org slash team slash ready, set, pwn. Um, let's do our part to, to support second injured kids. And their motto makes quite a bit of sense. Playing games to heal kids. So as fine as, uh, final words from me, again, remember... Uh, the day-to-day -day events of our lives are, are difficult to, to handle and deal with, but understand that we will get through this. We will get through uh, the current situation. The Vancouver Titans will, will continue to move forward. There will be a tomorrow. Yes, we don't know what that tomorrow entails, but it's important to understand it is never going to be the worst-case scenario. So on behalf of Omni at Omni Strife, Sam and another Sam Chan, myself, Chris at Lightforce, you can find us at ReadySetPone.com and throughout all social media at ReadySetPone. I'm going to sign off with those magical two words, catchphrase.